Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. of all the past few weeks. It's by your grace alone that we're back here together again. And Lord, we will not forget to say thank you. Thank you so much for all that you've done in these weeks. Traveling mercies, for mercies with jobs and exams and all that has gone on in this time. We're so grateful. And today, as your word comes, Lord, may your word just come to comfort us and hold us up, encourage us and push us forward. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Do you still have your Bible? Then take your Bible and let's make a confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never, never be the same. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. It's nice, God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, it's a blessing to be here today. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, your noise. I cannot make some noise. <laughs> anyway, I want you to stand to your feet and give the Lord an, a stronger shout. Come on, give him a shout. Make some noise. Hallelujah. 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 Oh. Shocked that it's 1225 and preaching cry and starting. Yeah, some people have already put their cassava on before coming. <laughs> but it's very good to see all of you and to see that God has kept you as He has kept me. Amen. And thank you so much for your prayers. Hey, prayer, it works. Oh. It works, but. And I know that God has been good to us. Hallelujah. And during the time I was away, I got a lot of texts from many of you. And I really appreciate it. If I have not answered you, it's simply because 
I didn't have a network 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ghana, we are blessed. Then you just wake up and you go and buy a chip. You don't believe that to get a chip, you can't. No, 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 no. No. Eh? So it's somebody who had to do something, 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 and we're two, and we got one chip. So put it into... <laughs> Charlie, chip sharing, chip sharing. Hey. Amen. So that was part of the reason. But it's all good, and one is here. After all, there was a time when there was nothing. There was no mobile phone, no chip, nothing. So, yeah. But it's good to see that. And I could really feel the prayer support. And God just bless you all so much. Hallelujah. And before I start preaching, preaching, I just want you to greet a friend of mine and his children. Pastor Leonard. Pastor Leonard, we don't know you. And Daniela, Stephanie, and Leonard Jr., just let us wave at you. His kids are in the end over there. Oh, wave at us. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. When you see the buildings coming up all over the country, and our father is saying, this one is here, this one is there. That's the builder of the... Uh -huh. That's the builder of the various places. So every time you text me, you have to ask, so where are you now? Uh -huh. But he got a few days, and he's visiting us with his children, and we just want to say, you are so welcome. Amen and amen. It's powerful. It's powerful. I think as you have come to sit here, we too will finish. <laughs> the building anointing has come, so Charlie, our building will finish, will be finished also. Hallelujah. But Pastor Leonard has been a friend for some years, and um, he was living, actually. His children were all born in the UK. He and his wife were there, and then he heard the Lord saying, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. And he returned, and he was a missionary in Cameroon, and then the building began. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, the reason why you are here, God knows that if you get to go, he can never call you again. He cannot even send you to, into a church. Hey! And Father, he, look, the Lord, he knows us. He knows us far. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's very nice to have you all worshiping with us today. And this is our final service for the weekend. And we're glad to have you with us. Amen and amen. Today, since you have made it a party, we are just partying and I mean. But I, I'm, I mean, thank you so much. I enjoyed the whole service from the dancing to the rapping to the, what, the film to the singing and all that. So God bless you. <laughs> but let us share a few minutes of the word of God. I mean, ultimately, that's what, you know, is going to go with us. And I know that we've been talking about tithing. And today, I just want to share with you about why God established the tithe. Why did he do it? You know, sometimes you're doing something, but if you know the why, it helps. If you know the why. I'm always fascinated when people say, I don't like taking medicine. I want to ask you whether anybody likes medicine. <laughs> I, I don't know if you get my point. Yeah. It's not that old, but it is for something. 
Are you seeing it? So when you know those who take the medicines that they've understood what it does. Uh-huh. That's all. It's not a matter of liking. Uh, please ask your neighbor, what group do you belong to? Are you those who say, Miriam and Pedro, and Pedro? Because to say you don't like medicine is to say that I like sickness. Huh. But when you know why something has been given, even when you don't like it, you take it and you swallow it, isn't it? Like when you, those of you who don't like injections, but you take it because, Charlie, there's a reason. Uh-huh. So there is a reason why God established the tithe. And if we can understand some of those reasons, it will make it easier for us to pay the tithe. Hallelujah. I know that when you, I, I, I believe that in this service also, you've talked about the blessings that come from tithing and so forth. And all these things are true and they are supposed to help us in our tithing. But today, let's look at a couple of reasons why he established, why this particular thing. The first reason I want to share with you, God established the tithe as a way for us to show gratitude to him. Hallelujah. Now, if somebody has ever done something for you that really mattered, you sometimes wonder how to say thank you. How do I say thank you? You remember when it was our father's birthday, we were wondering, how do we say thank you? Does he need blue boxer shorts? <laughs> or does he need a white towel? Or does he need a ticket to somewhere to rest? And even if he wanted to rest, where would he consider restful? I mean, you, so, and, and is that what will even mean something? Has anybody ever given you a gift that didn't mean much? You see that, that thing now, you, you just leave it, yeah. We went somewhere, what they gave us, we actually left it behind. Mercy. That's why today I've told them that they shouldn't stream us live, please, because some of the things I might say, they shouldn't, it shouldn't go over the air. The person, but it's like, what you have brought me, you see, you have not considered that I have to go on a plane with it. And the thing is broader than my suitcase. What am I supposed to do? You know, and uh, so, and even when I bring it home, what will I do with it? Yeah, you know, but you understand what the person is trying to say. So you collect the thing, but actually, you don't really feel thanked. So God knew that if he left us to ourselves, how would we say thank you? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 26. We're going to take most of our lessons from there. You know, so he decided to just share something with us. And it shall be, he's talking to the children of Israel. When, I wish we could use maybe a simpler version. Today we're not frightening anybody. I like King James when I want to frighten you. <laughs> Verse 1, please. And I don't know why you are in the NIV. I don't know why you are there. Thank you, sir. Verse 1, please. Deuteronomy 26 and verse 1. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession and have conquered it and settled there, verse 2, put some of the first produce from each crop you harvest into a basket and bring it to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chose for his name to be honored. Verse 3. Go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, With this gift I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I have entered the land he swore to our ancestors that he would give us. Hallelujah. 
So are you getting it? Here were a people who had been roaming for years. They roamed around in the desert for over 40 years. And the Lord had made a promise to them, and the promise was hanging. The promise was just hanging there. And a whole generation of people passed. But eventually, eventually, tell your neighbor, eventually, eventually. Eventually, eventually, they actually came into this land. So when you look back and you see all that has happened, and you see that the word of God concerning you has come to pass, then what do you do? And that's when the Lord established this way for them to say thank you to him. He said, the first fruits that you get, take them, put them in something, and bring it to the place where they worship me. Hallelujah. It was his way of showing us what to do. Amen? Oh, are you there? You see, some, the reason why you are quiet is that you don't know how ungrateful you are. Yeah. The Bible says that God is not unrighteous to forget. Are you seeing it? So, God, it, 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 is, it is unrighteous to be ungrateful. And sometimes when you give something to somebody and the person doesn't value it, do you continue to give? No. Because the person's ingratitude begins to get to you. So it's not that you can't do it, but the person's lack of gratitude discourages you, you see. And God is also discouraged when you are not grateful. So he showed you how, he shows us how to do it so that he will know that we are thankful. So when we have to come and talk, ah, before you pay your tithe. Hmm. Ask anyone, we may pay your tithe. Because some of you, I'm sure you have prayed the whole month that when you come the next week, they have changed the topic. Shabaya. <laughs> we are on it. We are on it, pa. We are on it, pa. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the first purpose was to give us a way to show that we are grateful. The second reason, God established the type so that the people would remember where he lifted them from. Amen. Where he lifted them from. Let's continue reading verse 4 of Deuteronomy chapter 26. <clears throat> the priest will then take the basket from your hand and set it before the altar of your God. Mm -hmm. And you must then say in the presence of the Lord your God, my ancestor Jacob was a wandering Aramean. In fact, this part, the in the NLT. <laughs> so then allow me to read this in the King James. A Syrian ready to perish. <laughs> was my father. And he went down to Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became there a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians evil entreated us and afflicted us. But the point I want you to see is in the verse before. Let's go to verse 5. Where he looks at it and said, a Syrian ready to perish. I mean, my father had no hope. There are many of us here today it's Sunday and you are looking very nice, but the truth is that this is your story. Where you are from does not look like you. Mm. If that is you, tell your neighbor you are talking, they are talking my case. They are talking my case. There are some of you, if I ask you to take, to take us to your family house, you never... <coughs> Hello? <laughs> you will not take us there. <laughs> because you just feel that, look, Charlie, uh, some things must be personal and private. 
Hey, the way the place is, no. But it is rather for you to see that, look, God has lifted you from somewhere. Amen. God has lifted you. There are some of us, even in this generation, you are the first person in your family to be properly educated. I'm saying in this generation because in Ghana, free education came in 1957. From 1957, people are being educated. The theme passed by your family. It passed shame. It passed shame. Passed shame. Passed shame. Every day, they'll just go to school. And then they'll finish, uh, what? Middle school. Then where again? <laughs> Come on, entrance. That's all. But you've been able to go further. You see? And when you turn back and you see what God has done. Ah. Ah. Hello? He's reminding you of where you came from. Our memories are very short. You know, don't blame the government that they only do things in election year. <laughs> they know that our memories are very short. Are you in the church? They know that if they do it two years before, we will not even remember that it was in their time that it was done. So they'll wait the last half minute. Then they'll do, then you remember, then you go and cast your vote. <laughs> you see? But God was saying that, remember where you have come from. Remember where you have come from. And some of us are from all kinds of places. Others, maybe where you came from was okay. But you yourself, your life, how it was before you met the Lord. You know, you can move around in Christian circles to the extent that you forget that you used to be an unbeliever. And you forget how you used to be when you were an unbeliever. Hmm. Hello? Hmm. Used to drink. Hey. Yeah? They used to find you in various gutters around the area and fetch you out of there. And then you met the Lord and he has delivered you. You can easily forget. And that is why self-righteousness is such a sin. Yeah, because self-righteousness happens when you forget how you used to be. Some of you who are leading people and you are calling the person, the person is not minding you. And you have struck the person and say, I won't call again. I won't call. The... It's because you have forgotten how you were. Ha! Huh. Hey, the church is very quiet. Stubborn, stubborn person. Stubborn. Stubborn. The other day, somebody was complaining how he had gone, and the person had wagged drill him. I said, You cannot complain. That's how you were. <laughs> Today, that you come on your own to church, you have forgotten that there was a time that to get you to church, it required we will sit down and analyze you as if we are analyzing a football match. There's a call at this time, send people to visit at that time. Do this and that and that. We come and knock on your door. You will not open the door because somebody who is an illegal immigrant is in there with you. Hey! Am I talking to somebody today? You have forgotten. Oh. That's why God established the tithe. Because you were the kind of person what you used to do with your money. But today, when you stand in the house of God and you take 10% and put it into an envelope and you say, me too, I've come to the house of God with my offering. You know, it is a testimony to you. Reminding you of who you used to be. Ah, Are you in the house? Yeah. I came from a family that Charlie, my father always went to church. My mom not so much, but my father always... When I got to campus, I said, Charlie, church, that we are going that we don't understand. I don't see the point. And for several years, my back leg never touched the church. Oh, yeah. 
And if today coming to church is the pleasure of my life, I shouldn't remember that I had a, a life, five, six, how many years of my life that I never, I didn't even know where the churches on campus were. <laughs> I ne. I'm holding microphone and you are listening to me. And the person who has made me like that, he says, just bring me not 90%, 10% of it. And I say, I won't bring. Remember how you were. Remember, remember, remember. Remember the tally of boys you had slept with. Remember. When I say tally, you used to put it on the wall. Sandai, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two. Then God has rescued you and made you something honorable and made you look like a young, graceful lady. Taken away the look of a used good from you. He says, just bring me this one. That one to you say, remember, remember. Remember, young man, when you used to follow anything in a skirt. Anything in a skirt could overcome you. <laughs> you know, we forget. When we see it in church, it sounds so wild. It sounds so something. Oh. But it's real. And he has really rescued us out of things. Some of you addicted to pornography like something. <laughs> and he has cleaned us up. And you know, one of the marvelous things about the Lord is that he can sort us out to the extent that when you are now sharing your testimony, Christ, it's almost like you look like you are lying. <laughs> because we expect to see some evidence of it on you, but there's none. So when you even say your testimony, it's almost like people don't believe that. You know, I remember a young man who was standing there talking about how he used to steal for a living. He was an unfair. And as the guy was standing, I mean, nice, nice guy. Nice. And you wonder. Mm. Just remember. And he established the tithe so that we will remember where we came from. Hallelujah. Oh, are you in the church today? I've almost finished my preaching because it's already one o'clock. <laughs> Hallelujah. He established the tithe as a prayer of thanksgiving. We are continuing in Deuteronomy 26, and let us go back to the NASB and verse 7. No, um, where were we? Were we in NASB or NLT? NLT, verse 7. Verse 7. You know. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, he heard our cries and saw our hardship, toil, and oppression continue. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and powerful arm, with overwhelming terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. Wow. He brought us to this place and gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 10. And now, O Lord, I have brought you the first portion of the harvest that you have given me from the ground. Then place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground in worship before him. Hallelujah. Our God is really worthy of thanks, and one of the ways to thank him is as you pay your tithe. The next reason why he gave us the tithe is for us to see that he has left 90% for us. Uh -huh. Some of us, the way we behave over the tithe is as if God said, bring me 
and you take the pen. Ajay. Hallelujah. He said, you shall rejoice in every good thing. That's verse 11. Thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God have given thee. And unto thine house, thou and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. Hallelujah. Is it not a blessing? Yeah. It is a blessing. He has given us 90%. Wow. The government has given us what percent? When they add all the deductions from the pay, it comes to what? It comes to what? Hey, you don't know. Eh. It's what? 21 something percent. Uh-huh. Mm. And they leave what? Even the 79 that they've left for you, they collect it again because you go and pay light bill. We are the way water bill. Yeah. And then as you finish, when you are paying it, there's E-Levy, there's NHIS, there's uh, something, something, electrification, there's VAT. Ah. Are you there? And God, dear, he said, please, he is not looking for VAT. He has not asked for any health insurance, nothing. 10%. And you are making noise. No wonder government comes to collect more. <laughs> Ajay, hallelujah. I'm almost done. <clears throat> now, there's one reason why he gives you the tithe. Ask for the tithe. He's testing your obedience. If you cannot give him 10%, he has no reason to increase what he brings to you. So, I wish somebody would take some money from his pocket and give it to somebody else and ask for 10%. If the person gives it to you, you just might give him another. Yeah. But if the person doesn't bring it, will you keep adding? No. No. So the tithe is actually a test. And we read of it in Malachi 3 where it says, prove me. Test me. You know, he wants to see if you, will, if you will believe him. And he's also testing you to see how strong your faith is. And if you cannot give him 10% of your money, is it your life you can give if you cannot trust him with something as replaceable as money, can you trust him with your life? Then, then you should be questioning your salvation. You should be wondering whether this salvation, because the truth is that you only discover whether it's actually true or not the day you go. Mm. You have become very quiet on me. Mm. Amen. So it's just a test. I pray that you will pass the test. Amen. I pray that, but who cry turn this thing up? I don't know what is up there. <laughs> Ajay, mercy. <laughs> the last reason I'm giving you for today. The Lord has established the tithe in order to create a peculiar and unusual people of prosperous blessed people in this world. Hallelujah. We have before us the example of the Jews, the people he was speaking to in Deuteronomy chapter 26. And we have now thousands of years after to see what has become of them because they have actually maintained their tithing. Maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about that before we move on to our next topic. But what has become evident is that they are among the most wealthy people. Oh, where is Joshua? I asked him to put up some... 
anyway, he didn't put it, he didn't send it to us. But there is a division of how they divide their income. And you see that they put aside, it is not even a matter of whether they are actively believing or not. You see, yeah. And it's very interesting. And I read, I have to approach the bench to be able to read. Oh, but what is this? Oh, it's too bad. Too bad. Somebody will have to explain that. Uh, ah, but they have to explain. I can't. Okay. Jewish parents teach their children 50% spending, 20% investments, 10% savings, 10% tithe, 10% offering and giving. It's not too late to copy. And they have gone with it. They have their own philosophy over giving. Whether I mean, they just do it. Are you here? And today, if you were to take 10 rich people in the world, the Jews are one of the smallest nations in the world. And there are over 190, what? Two nations in the world. And when you want to look for the richest people, if you take 10 of them, four or five are Jews. In the smallest group of people. Are you there? No doubt what God said he would do, he has done. He has established a peculiar people. Every once again, again, people have come up and tried to exterminate them, tried to wipe them out, tried to take away all their riches. In fact, the German government took away everything that they earned, you know, and stuff like that in the Second World War. They, have, they bounce back, right back, right back to become just, I mean, even more wealthy. Are you there? And by virtue of Christ's coming, the Bible says that everything that the Lord had spoken over these people is now also our inheritance. We will do well to copy. Amen? We will do well to also tithe. And as we tithe, may we enjoy the benefit of it. Stand to your feet this afternoon. <clears throat> Stand to your feet this afternoon. And just continue to pray. Some of you, ever since the message on tithing went forth, you have been struggling with yourself and still struggling over it. I want you to surrender today and just talk to God about it where you are standing. I say, okay, Lord, I'm going to try. I'm going to test you and see. Just bow on your head and speak to the Lord for a few minutes. For a few minutes. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Some of us must ask the Lord to forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. Father, we submit to you, O God. Forgive us for the times we have doubted. But Lord, we come to you today and we say, Lord, that we will tithe. We will be grateful. We will show that gratitude in the way that you have said. And Lord, even as we do it, we know that your word will be established towards us and we will reap the rewards of it. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, this afternoon maybe you are here because someone invited you, but you have not given your life to Jesus. Before we can discuss anything else, the Lord needs you to surrender to him. If you are here and you are not sure that heaven is your eternal home, you are not sure what happens to you when your time on earth is over. It means that you must give your life to Jesus. He is the one who takes you to heaven. If you are not sure, lift up your right hand so that we will pray together. He's saying you want to receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Lift that right hand up. Wait, it is just a prayer. The Bible says that what you believe in your heart, you must now say it with your mouth in order to be saved. And I want to pray with you. Lift your right hand up this afternoon. And maybe you just want to come to me. Just come. I cannot see all through the room. But if you're there, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Please come and let us pray together. Just come. Come and let us pray together. You just want to receive him as your Lord and your Savior. Just come. You want to pray and receive him. We Thank you for your grace and your mercy towards us. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.